Good morning and welcome to another episode of 15 Minutes with 15 West. Today I'm very excited because I've got a personal contact with a friend of mine, Liam Peoples, who I've been working with for about a year now, is it? Roughly, roughly coming up, maybe less. Yeah. Think it's think it's about a year, yeah. We're, we're getting there, before, you know, yeah. two years, and we'll be talking about all the pain points. But um, oh yeah, I've been yeah working with Liam for coming up to about a year now. I knew Liam when he was working at a client of mine. Liam decided to leave recently and set up on his own, which he's been doing uh, a brand called Pack GTM. And Liam's going to tell us a little bit more about that in a moment. But getting Liam on today to tell us um, tell us about himself and talk about a little bit more about the VC market, which is something he's an expert in, um, mainly across Germany, but also I suppose for the DAC for the DAC region. So welcome, Liam. Thank you very much for having me, Taylor. It's good to uh, good to be here. Yeah, thank you. I suppose why don't we why don't we start off with uh, a bit of an intro to your, yourself and and perhaps what you're achieving with Pack at the moment. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, so yeah, I'm I'm Liam, uh, originally from from the UK, but you know my my background in recruitment, I've been recruiting for eight years now, basically, um, and it's always been for uh, high growth tech and 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 SaaS businesses, and the roles have always been you know, commercial and, and, and sales positions, leadership positions, etc. Um, so I did that for five or six years in London. And then for the last three and a bit years now, I've been in, um, in, in Germany and recruiting in the German market. So I formed PAC this year, basically because I, I was looking at the German market and realized, you know, it's, it's such a huge market, such a huge opportunity. Mm. Um, and and I couldn't believe that actually there wasn't a specialist SaaS sales agency in Germany for mm. the German market, um, which, you know, didn't make sense to me. Uh, and I absolutely love working in the German market, absolutely love the, uh, the industry here. So I thought, you know, if uh, if no one else is going to do it, I'll be the first. So uh, so, so that's, that's me. That's me. Yeah. So when you say there wasn't like a SaaS setup, a SaaS specialist agency in Germany, I assume there were UK businesses trying to do it or trying to get into the market across Germany, but there was no actual on the ground market specialist for that area. Yeah, essentially. So, so the broadly speaking, the businesses uh, that were covering SaaS sales and are covering SaaS sales fall into to a few categories. One is, um, you know, businesses from outside of Germany doing essentially what I was doing for a few years um, and, mm. and by all by all means, um, and and from feedback that I get from candidates here, they're doing it pretty pretty well. Um, but you know they're not here, they're not based here, they're not mm. in the market. Um, there's also a few uh, in 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 other countries around Europe as well. Um, mm. And then you know the the businesses that are here uh, fall really into two camps. One is um, you know they are working with the same sorts of clients, so kind of VC and P back tech businesses, but they're doing the whole the whole uh, sort of the, the whole piece really so sales roles finance roles lots of businesses doing tech and 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 dev roles um so they're not really fully specialized in just the sales and commercial positions mm, um okay and then the, the final category is, is you have um you know sales recruitment businesses but They've been, you know, previously quite traditional sales positions, so everything from, you know, office furniture salespeople, etc. And they're they're moving into the SaaS space, so, that, so still don't really have that full specialism. Um, so, mm. you know, that's why I wanted to do the, what is it, uh, a mile deep and an inch wide uh, mm. sort of thing, and 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 really, you know, take the opportunity to build this here. 
Yeah, makes sense. I think um, I'm 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 not surprised. I think you know from when I've met you, is always someone that that if I needed insights in terms of the VC world, I come back to. And part of why I've invited you on today, which is something we'll we'll touch on in a little while, but I've always I've worked with I've worked with the business you was at previously. I still work with a number of businesses that operate in that PEVC space, and I think. From what I actually see, there's obviously so many lucrative areas in search and recruitment, but that space is just selling, or at least has done in the past couple of years. And and from, a, you might say the same, a podcast I did earlier in the week, more centric around private equity, he was talking about how it's just going to, there's been a bit of a downturn and everything's just going to elevate now, which I hope he's right, because I think that then means <laughs> that every, everything's going to be great for all of us. Um, yeah. My next question to you would be: So obviously you're setting up, you've set up Pack. You're operating now. It's just you, isn't it? You've not got anyone else with you yet. Just me at the moment. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're so in a nutshell focusing on senior commercial hires into that VC space with SaaS SaaS businesses. So what's been? Yeah. I know we spoke about this recently when we met for for a coffee. But what what's been? I suppose the challenges that you've faced setting up a business in in Berlin, and I suppose even setting up a recruiting business on its own. Yeah, I think uh, I think the first thing that I would say about setting up a business in in Germany is that there is so much paperwork, bureaucracy, <laughs> etc. involved. You know, map out a good few months to get the process done, and then add on a couple more months just to be safe. You know, it's yeah, crazy. Sure. Um, so I th I think that is something that, and and that's something that you know almost every business that that I talk to has has been through that that process as well mm. um so that so that that is a big part and then I think you know for for me personally my experience having launched in in the last few months and over this summer mm. had I launched in you know, 2021 it would have been amazing and, and plain sailing and the world was yeah, good yeah. and everyone was recruiting and 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 fantastic but you know doing it in this climate and and you know especially over summer as well which is always a a, a time that um isn't historically great for for recruiters mm. um that, that has been tough but you know i think that's not necessarily a problem um because for, for me personally when i look at it i would rather build something and do the hard graft in mm. a tough time then give myself a, a full sense of security and think, yep, this is amazing. You know, the the, the money's just coming in, no problem. I'm going to hire ten people, yeah. um, and then have to scale back again. So, you know, that 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 would probably be probably be the biggest. Yeah, so of, of of course, because I think you know, if you if you're not if you're not able to adapt and and. I suppose bounce back during the tough times when they when they happen again you won't know what to do or when it when it is successful I suppose you 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 know nothing else so you're I think the best scenario to be in is right when it's great and the market's booming that you're you're doing well and flying like everyone else but when it is tough hopefully you're able to fall back on maybe some of the good work that you've done or just by throws your your network or your market which is probably a, a good question you know you're you're building a brand you're obviously trying to bring in new business I assume and, and build that portfolio so how how are you how are you doing that is that from more new cold business that you've never seen or before or is it through you know your candidate network leveraging those leads like what what's I suppose being the the better option for you what's what's bringing you more yeah, it's a it's a good question, and um, and actually at the moment I'm I'm basically trying to cover all bases. Is yeah, is of the course. approach that I'm taking. So anywhere and everywhere you can go. I <laughs> suppose, <right>? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but I I think um, one thing that 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 is working, and actually I, I had a, a conversation with a sales leader yesterday, completely completely cold outreach, completely cold uh, business, 
Um, and the reason, you know, he was very clear, the reason why he took the call is because I sent him a voice note on LinkedIn after we connected. Yeah. And it was that bit more personal and, and, and everything like that. And, mm-hmm. and so I think, you know, one of the one of the things that I really want to instill in PAC and, and, and as, as the business grows and as, as we hire people is really going back to what I would think the, the kind of the, the, the really core foundations of recruitment are, right? It's a very people to people business. It's mm. very much a, a relationship focused business. And so I think that's, you know, that's the opportunity that, that, that we have now. Um, and, you know, in terms of in terms of the, the the kind of the I guess the, the the reaction that I've had from my existing network as well, it's been really positive. Um, so from candidates and and from uh, you know even people who who don't work within the industry, um, everyone is 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 really keen to support a new business, which is great. Um, what I've been having a lot is you know this is awesome. Would love to use you. Let's talk again in six months' time, maybe. Yeah. But that's fine. You know, that's that's absolutely fine. I knew that would be the case. And so I would much rather have those conversations banked for six months time than, you know, be going in cold well, again. and, and You're, you're going to get that, I suppose, whether you're, you know, one man Liam working for GTM or you're working for another big brand with a, with a great reputation. That's the nature of the market, right? Which I think yeah. really ties into the next point well and, and something I touched on a little moment ago, which is the VC market in itself. So from what I've understood, so most, am I right in saying, and I'm not an expert, so I suppose perhaps I'll sound a little bit clueless here. Am I right in saying that the businesses that you work with, all of them will have some form of VC or private equity backing? Is that? Typically, typically. Yeah. So so I, I do work with and, and have worked with businesses in the past that are either bootstrapped and, and haven't got any funding or you know publicly listed businesses as well. Mm-hmm. But the bulk would either be venture capital backed or private equity backed, yeah. And a and a of, of private equity and venture capital, predominantly venture capital, right? Predominantly VC, yeah. Okay, so I suppose in the VC market, because I suppose there's been a lot of stigma recently. We spoke about it ourselves around how the, the two markets are sort of there. Private equity sort of, I suppose, elevated, and and venture capital, I suppose, stood still or not been doing as well. And hopefully, I suppose that's starting to change. Hence the success that you're seeing and other people in the network I've heard of. So I suppose from an insights perspective, what do you, what, where do you see the VC market going in the next six months? Do you see it turning around? Do you see it becoming a still that really strong area? What, yeah, what would you say about the VC market currently? Yeah, I think it's 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 been a it's been a turbulent time. I think in in the last sort of twelve to eighteen months. Um, and actually, I was I was reading a, a an article this morning within um, from Finch Capital. And, and it was specifically about about the fintech space, and, and it was saying that, um, you know, the it, there was a bit of a downturn in in European tech funding, and, and I think actually, let me just check my notes here because uh, mm. I don't want to get this wrong. But, <laughs> uh, well, not, for the, not for the podcast for everyone listening. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, the report actually says that um, that it was down the European uh, Europe fintech funding was down more than two thirds to 4.6 billion euros for in the first half of 2023. Mm. And that was compared to 15.3 billion in the first six months of 2022. Right. Now, that gives a bit of perspective in in terms of where we're at. I think, you know, a lot of businesses and and a lot of the, the sort of feeling in the industry is that we're not out of the woods yet. Yeah. But that being said, I think the important part is um, 
and, and I'm hearing this from from you know contacts within the industry and and reading this from from VCs uh, VC perspectives as well. Mm. But actually, what uh, the period since probably mid 2022 has um, has allowed is has allowed these businesses to really take stock of where they're at. And, you know, a lot of businesses, we've heard a lot about the tech layoffs. The bulk of those happened in large businesses, the Twitters, the Amazons, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But even in in the smaller businesses and the startups, then they've been uh, been able to sort of take stock and and really, you know, make their teams lean, make sure that they're being super productive. Um, and, And, you know, equally on the VC side, there is more scrutiny, I think, about Mm. where their money goes and, 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 you know, um, and and where or how likely they they are to to actually invest, which ultimately, from from an industry perspective, I think is a good thing, mm. because you know then what we have is is hopefully more sustainable growth. I think you know from from a recruiter standpoint, I think there's nothing more frustrating sometimes than when you put a candidate into one of these high growth venture capital backed or private equity backed businesses. And it all sounds amazing. And then within sort of three to six months, they're looking for a job again because either it isn't the right fit or there's they scale too quickly. So they've laid off some of the members of staff. You know, those stories, they they really don't sit well with me because I think, you know, mm. as recruiters, we have a we have um a, a duty or, or a responsibility to make sure that the jobs we're putting people into are sustainable and, and, and good for them ultimately, right? Yeah. So you know, I would, I would say that that's where we're at. So we're not out of the woods yet, but I think you know that the practices that are coming in are are probably really beneficial, actually. So hopefully, if uh, all goes to plan, we'll get back to, to close to that 2022 figure rather than the uh, to what we we're experiencing this year. Well, fingers yeah. crossed for the next few months and see where we are in 2024, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. So I. Obviously, we spoke about at the start, you obviously worked for, you've started your career with other bigger brands and now you've set up on your own. So I suppose you've seen both sides of it. You Well, I suppose appreciate you're new into starting your own brand, but from when you was working in those businesses, I think a lot of what we've been talking about here at 15 West recently is is staff turnover. I think whilst the market's certainly picking up, it was certainly quiet for us. I think Q1, Q2, you know, we're getting into Q3. Revenue has sort of, I would say, doubled, you know, just from the, the market shift. And I think I'm, I'm, busier than I've ever been before, which is great, right? You know, you don't want to never create wants to not be busy. Otherwise, you're definitely not doing <laughs> your job right. So, yeah. but the the um, point being, instead of staff turnover, we're seeing even though there's so many clients hiring, there's so many businesses losing staff and people walking away, people leaving, etc. And I appreciate it's not something you've had to tackle yet, but it, it's something you might have experienced before. What would you say is the is a good way or the best way, however we want to put it, in terms of retaining staff? You know, how do you think a recruitment agency should be retaining staff? Yeah, I think I my, my personal opinion on this is that there has been quite a seismic shift mm. in the last two or three years. You know, of course, the pandemic has played into this, right? But there has been a huge shift in terms of the expectations of, you know, what a recruiter is, how they do their job, and, and yeah. what's involved in 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 the career, right? And I think for particularly you know, experienced recruiters who have been through a few cycles, etc., and and you know they they know what the industry is like. They're they're looking for 
different things now from a business and for me it all centers around the environment that you create and and that people are working in right and the common themes that that i'm hearing from people and, and you know uh ultimately things that i was probably thinking myself when when i was working for, for other firms is things like flexibility um in terms of flexible working remote working things like that of course everyone you know when you think about recruitment uh ultimately what you need is a stable internet connection a laptop and a phone you know that's Mm. that's essentially it It doesn't really matter a huge amount where you actually are if you're in an office or or not yeah of course um so i think people are are, are in the industry are sort of realizing that and, and they want a bit more flexibility that being said, though, I think some people have had a little bit too much. And now when I've spoken to a few few recruiters here, they'd quite like to be back in an office. Yeah, and... I'm seeing that a lot more now. Yeah, right. And and do you know what? I was thinking about this the other day. Um, it's it's so much of the things that, that kind of get us hooked on recruitment when we start as fresh grads or whatever. Yeah. It's because of the environment in the office. It's it's yeah. fun. It's hard work, but it's fun. You know, I whether that's that. It's yeah, sold me right? on the on the on the career. It's sold me on the industry for sure. Exactly. And and that's what I think keeps people coming back for more. And and we had a couple of years of being hyper efficient, working from home, you know, back to back teams calls and, and being able to, you know, sort of hit KPIs that we were never able to do and hit billings that we were never able to do. Mm-hmm. But it, I think for a lot of people it just felt a bit soulless because you lose the fun aspect and so i think you know that's where businesses maybe are falling down in terms of staff retention because they're not offering the right environment um, mm. and and sort of thinking that the old way is exactly the right way etc no i'd agree i agree i think i'm i'm i think there's two types of there's two types of recruiter there i like to think i think that you've got your old school recruiters you've got your new style recruiters the new style recruiters want to be at home the old school recruiters quite like to be in the office i think i can see sides to both you know i've worked with startup businesses that have 10 12 people and actually offering that flexibility is is part of what makes them attractive you know it's something i've got here at 15 west so i'm in manchester right now we don't have an office here there's no one else here i'm in a we work building my partner lives here so i get you know i've got the flexibility to be able to come up here and work remotely from here and that's something that I really hold dear like that's something I've never experienced before and it really means a lot to me if that were taken away even though I like being in the office I'd be a bit like hang on a minute you know I I just wouldn't appreciate it I think it's knowing I've got that ability and that flexibility which makes me feel valued it makes me feel more comfortable um which actually is another point like I don't want to keen to hear your thoughts on what you think of this but I think a lot of what I'm seeing at the moment is when you're talking about these experienced people, because I think when you're looking at the grads and junior ends, you know, there's always going to be a lot of turn and churn. I think, you know, young younger people that necessarily aren't sure what they want to do, they might come in three months and then think it's not for me, or they might come in for a month and not like the culture and want to go somewhere else. So that's going to yeah. happen all the time. But when you're looking at these experienced people, I've started to hear a lot more from the market that people feel undervalued, don't feel respected enough in their roles. You know, I think it's, it's, so just as an example, I think I've always been one of those people where sometimes I don't do many favours. I can't keep my nose out of things. And the, <laughs> the, good, the good way of saying that is that I like to help. Yeah. And I like to be involved. Yeah. And I like to, to, you know, be a team player and get involved. The bad side is I'm, I'm, I'm a nosy one. So with the, <laughs> with the good side of that, I suppose, you know, I get involved in a lot. 
I, I do you know a lot for the team or and I know other people do I think if you're a good recruiter and you invested you will be like that and yeah. I think what we're seeing is I'm seeing a lot of people tell me that they're that sort of person but they're not seeing any credit for it they're not seeing necessarily the value from it not just from a financial perspective because obviously you, you know you're not going to get paid on every little favor you do for someone or every lead you pass through but aren't necessarily actually seeing the 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 what's the right word I'm looking for aren't necessarily seeing the the clarification or or the 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 I'm definitely not using the right word see what I mean they're not getting the yeah. the credit deserve that's what I'm trying to say you know and I think that's a big yeah. thing that's really important How, yeah would you agree is that something you've seen yeah for sure and I I think I think it stems down to a, a lot of the a lot of the attributes that recruitment businesses look for in in new hires are typically Taipei personality attributes right mm. and so these are people who are you know high typically high achievers they they've got a lot of drive a lot of ambition um and so you know when you put all of those people in a room together they all want to be recognized they all want to be doing more they you know they don't just want to clock in and clock out and and just sort of just tick boxes of, of what they need to do in the day. And, and I think, um, I, I, I think that it's, it's very easy perhaps sometimes for businesses to overlook that aspect of, of what people need to, uh, to, to feel valued really. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and ultimately, you know, the, especially as you get more experienced, the one thing that, that I think, speaking to other people and my experiences myself you really want to be trusted mm. and and a lot That's of it. that stems from you know do, do, does my manager does the business leader trust my opinion on something do they do they even want my opinion on something and you know I, I think also on this note one of one of the things that I can't remember which book I read it in but it's a really really interesting point that a lot of times people don't actually even need to have anything done about their opinion they just need it to be heard yeah and like and and so all these businesses need to do sometimes is to just sit people down around a table or or in a team's call and just let them speak their piece yeah and then it's like just that one act is enough to make them feel way more valued than they would have done without it you know um, yeah, completely. And completely. It's it's simple things like that that I think, yeah, it, it, people people would rather be in an environment where they're valued and, and trusted, perhaps earning less money than they yeah. would do where they earn a lot of money but go home and feel just empty about what Happy. they're doing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's quite ironic, really, because you know when we get working with recruiters, whenever I get we get to that offer stage, you know, we're talking to a recruiter, we're talking to the hiring manager. I think there's there's always that sort of that sort of typical chat around um let's say for example someone's on a 30k salary and they're all of a sudden being offered a 45k salary the the stigma around that would be we trust you to come in and build this so we're going to give you this money we trust you to do all of this and three months down the line you'll put your hand up to say something and it's like yeah well i'm going to do what i do because we're the business <laughs> leaders and and i think that's the irony really you should I think leaders business leaders and manage management should you know <clears throat> pardon me put more put more trust in their consultants. They're here to build your business. They're here for you. You know, one day, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I should put this on a podcast with my with my fans <laughs> listening. My, my dream one day, you know, when I started out in recruitment, I worked for my first business and I, I had a, you know, an MD and a director who 
you know, were so invested in the business, but they lived the high life and they should because they ran a good business. They they did well from their success. And I always watched that and thought that's where I want to get to, you know, 10, 20 years from now in my career. So I suppose the yeah. dream is to to own a business, run a business and have, you know, even if it's within another form and have a team doing things for you so you can retire and, and sail off into the sunset. <laughs> and I think you yeah. can't trust the people that you're building. They're never going to trust you. They're never going to trust the business. They're never going to trust the process. They're never going to trust the, oh, I'm really glad I dropped that in. That's one of our values at 15 West, trust the process. <laughs> nice. That nice. goes well. Um, but it's true, you know, they don't trust the process. And I think they they, they, they lose people. And I think a typical, typical story, they always, they always realize it when it's too late, when the person's out the door, they've taken another offer, yeah. and then they go, we lost them. We yeah. lost them. Yeah. Well, Oh, I think we've uh, we've gone double the 15 minutes that 15 minutes, yeah. 15 minutes, 50 West is for, but I knew that was going to happen. I, I've, I've really enjoyed speaking with you, Leah. One final point. Uh, Obviously, you. I know you're you're fresh into Pack GTM, but what's the, where do you think you'll be in a year's time? Where do you hope Ooh, to in be? In a year's time, uh, in a year's time, I hope we are the first people, people contact when they need sales, SaaS sales people in Germany. That's ambitious. I like it. Yeah, that's where I want to be. Um, the, you know, first port of call. Doesn't really matter about headcount at that point, but yeah, definitely we'll have some people as well. So I like it. You could have turned around and said, "Yeah, we're going to be tw- twenty mil with fifty people by next year," like the average person <laughs> says. But I like it. I like it. It was clear but good ambition. I like it. Well, thank yeah. you so much for coming on, Liam. I uh, appreciate your time. Awesome. Thanks, Taylor.